Welcome to the Food Complex, the podcast where we're merging pop culture with food and how it relates its history, its relevance, and its past and future. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Marco. Hit that intro music. Welcome to this week's episode of Food Complex. Uh, checking in, it's it's pretty hot right now. How are you feeling? I'm a little buzzed. A little buzzed. Andrew made me a uh, espresso martini, uh, which was delicious, and he actually included a Vietnamese Thai. No, no, Vietnamese iced coffee. Vietnamese iced coffee. <laughs> what did I say? You I said. I think you're thinking Thai tea as well. Thai tea, Because that's another cocktail that's going to be on the roadmap. Vietnamese iced coffee, espresso martini. Um, and it, it got me it got me good, boys and girls. Yeah, it's, it was delicious. It was delicious. And he added a little bit of salt, a little bit of taste. I refuse to join that trend of adding Parmesan cheese into espresso martini. Have you tried that yet? No, I've not. I told you I refuse. I have some. We should try it. Maybe after this. Maybe. I'm, I'm considering it now just because you have But it. I actually don't know how old my parmesan cheese is so we might, we'll put a pin in that okay we'll put a pin <laughs> on that uh, well last last week yeah. we learned about lasagna mm. yeah that was a good episode it was long it was a lot of research a lot of research dude these, these but things I hope I hope everyone who listened learned something I hope so I mean I'm hoping we got some new new listeners and some returning listeners mm-hmm. uh, what is this week's episode it's uh, bun me on me yeah that's your topic right that is my topic but before we jump into that i I do want to ask you what did you enjoy eating this week Ooh, good question or drinking um let's see what did i eat last night i had a uh fish and chips that was good it was good it was okay it was okay it was okay uh fish and chips is interesting and i would love to do an episode on it one day but the idea of like frying this entire like white fish in in this batter and then serving it with like two different sauces. Two different, wait, hold up. Two different sauces. I mean they had like tartar sauce and yeah, they had the other one? some it was the the shrimp what do they do with shrimp? Oh cocktail sauce. Cocktail sauce. Oh, I ain't no way you dip in that in cocktail sauce. It's either I did tar- well, tartar and then I was uh, dipping malt me vinegar. I was dipping me chips in the in the was that oh that bro, was, you was and your trainers, <laughs> you and your trainers going mad mental over there. I was putting uh, my chips in the 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 cocktail sauce, but it, it's funny Did because they run out of ketchup. I, well, that's the thing. There was no ketchup. They didn't they didn't give me any ketchup. Oh, that's fucked up. But what's interesting is is fish and chips only good. Obviously, the fish has to be good. Whatever. But, like, is it more reliant on the sauces than we think? Right? Because what am I eating? Just, like, fried fish? Why is that interesting? Because it's fried. Yeah, but... It's delicious. I mean, it's delicious. I mean, uh, what I had last night was delicious. To be fair, I'm just being contrarian. I I really do love fish and chips. I love the the tartar sauce. That's why I really... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a vehicle to get the tartar sauce in the mouth. That's what I'm saying. Without looking like Like, a psychopath. Is that that the reason why we love fish and chips? I don't know. Why don't you tell me when you research a future episode, Marco? (laughs) Don't put me in the spot like that. I mean, it was good. It it was delicious. The fish and chips that I had last night was delicious. But it made me think, like, why am I eating this big-ass fish? Question. What kind of fries? It It was thin cut. Thin cut, like, regular fries. Like steak steakhouse fries or, like, no, thin, thin and crispy. 
Isn't steak cut like the the, the wedges? No, those are potato wedges. Steak, uh, steak ones are like a little thicker. No, it was the thin ones. It was like like McDonald's fries. Oh, that's perfect. Although, to be a purist, they I think they should be steakhouse. Yeah, but I'm I a agree. Big, uh, but I'm a big fan of oh like, yeah, the thin, thin ones. Yeah, yeah of so course. Good. But other than that, yeah, it was delicious. Uh, Did it, you have a, a nice pint with that? I didn't. I had a cocktail. I had a, a whiskey sour, which was delicious. And she did a little cool little uh, cross on it. Oh, like did she design. do the, the, the three, um, three dots of bitters on top of it? Yes, I made the little little Use toothpick. toothpick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's batter. A move. The batter has to be perfect on that fish and chips, right? And it was oh, nice yeah. and thin. It was crispy. I mean, the fish was huge, though. It's like, where do you get like a, a fish like that? It's a big. It's a thick piece of cod right yes it's white yeah definitely white fish i don't know if it was cod it had to have been you're, you're right though it's it has to be no if it's i swear to god if it's any other fish that's not fish and chips you shouldn't murder that plate you bring that i wonder place if down. you could do a fish and chips with like like salmon or like bass or something marco is just kidding he doesn't mean any of that that is i mean i'm gonna figure it out in the future when we research it but like you can't like why are you you don't think you can that just sounds disgusting why because it fish Sarah had bass be, last night, striped bass, and it like the, the That's a white fish. Yes, but the taste of it is completely different than what I was eating, right? Yeah, but it, I think it's because white fish is more mild. Okay. Than say, like, like a, a tuna or, or tuna. salmon. Makes sense. I think those things are, are like more fatty. Okay. And I may be speaking on my ass out of here, but I, I, this is just what from my experience, I think it's just not as it, it will maybe take too much out of the flavor of the batter and it just wouldn't taste right and again being fatty and dropping it into a, a frying that doesn't sound right it, it, it would work. be too the texture just would just be off yeah where i think a white fish is a little more lean yes and mild and it just leans better that's why you want the sauce with it yeah yeah the aioli if you will dude that sauce, that tartar sauce last night was dude, on point give me i i swear to god give me a spoonful of tartar yeah. i would eat spoonfuls <laughs> of tartar sauce I, I would dip anything in tartar sauce. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's actually, I, I hate to admit it. It's pretty good. I don't even know what tartar sauce Me is. Me neither. Me neither. It's, it's like, it's got, it's pickly. Yes. But also like a mayo. Yes. Oh, it's so It's good. like an, like, uh, f- forgive me, but it's like an aioli, but like with like an elevated flavor. Yeah. Aioli is just mayo that went to private school. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I ate. What about you? What did you enjoy this week? What did I enjoy this week? Uh, give me a second to think about that. I enjoyed... Or not enjoyed. We oh, could... no. I enjoyed a miso cod. Oh, what is that? Tell me. Explain. Uh, so... Well, I actually saw someone make that on Instagram once, and it made me intrigued, and I wanted to do it. Right? They, they, you, you, uh, got, sorry, you go ahead, but you based it in miso, right? Somewhat, yes. Okay. So it is... Uh, there's this... We saw this recipe, and it had this guy saying, oh, I used to work for for Nobu. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And here's a recipe for miso cod. I, me, I'm not traditionally a fish fan unless it's, like, sushi. Okay. And so salmon, like, I'll, I'm willing to eat it, but it's always reluctant. But so I was like, you know, let's try it. Let's try miso cod. It's a marinade of mirin, rice, rice wine vinegar, sugar. Uh, and obviously miso. Okay. And so then you stir it, get it nice and hot, get it thick, and then you pour it all over some cod, let it marinate overnight. Then you just broil it for like eight minutes. That's it? You just broil it? Yeah, you 
cook it. I think you cook it for like three to five okay. minutes. Broil it for like three minutes. Okay. And, oh boy, the flavor is so yeah, good. Yeah, I bet. With rice and uh, garlic, like a spicy garlic uh, string beans. And cod is like the perfect uh, fish for Dude, that. It is per. I, I kind of want to try it with salmon. Yeah. To see how how it contrasts. Oh wow! Look at us both picking fish dishes. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because cod, I, I think, I mean, in comparison to, to salmon, salmon, like you said before, when you were complaining that I would put salmon as my fish and chips, that's disgusting. Is strong, like a stronger flavor. Yeah, versus, it's a stronger fishy flavor. Versus cod is like pretty bland, for lack of a better term. Oh yeah, no, I think there's like. But with the miso, you can do whatever you want with yeah, it. Yeah, with the miso, it must have oh, been no, so it was delicious. So good. It oh, was man. so easy. I was surprised by how easy it was, and. Uh, Having it with that rice, like I've never finished fish faster. Ooh. It was like so good. Do you leave the skin on? Is there skin? The, no, right? No. When I I went to the the back of the grocery store and just asked the guy to, for like a pound of meat, yeah, yeah, or yeah. excuse me, a pound of cod, and he just gave it to me, and I, it was skinless. Yeah. I usually I I've been dabbling and trying to eat the skin more of fish that I cook, mm-hmm. um, but it's very hard to crisp it. To like the exact that's, that's what I hear. It's, yeah. It's, um, have you tried like to, Jesus? Have you tried just removing the skin on its own and then like trying to just put it in the oven? Like Ooh. just the salt and pepper, almost like a uh, like crackling. I've never th- never thought of that. Yeah. Smart. It, beca- it becomes like a whatever fish. And then like lay it on top, like yeah. a little presentation. Ooh. Like it'd be like a if it's salmon, just salt pepper, throw it in the oven, get it crispy, and then mm-hmm. crunch it. Put on top of the salmon. No, I'm gonna try that. that. That's a good a idea. Little texture. That's a good, great idea, actually, because I would, I would do the the typical like hot oil, hot pan, I and feel then like, it like gets too soggy. It gets soggy, and like you also like to do it correctly. From the videos I've seen, you have to like put your hand in it on top of it. Yeah, no, I'm scared. And like my hand is on fire, burning. Like little oil droplets are burning me, but like I'm still holding it down. Try parchment paper on top, if you want to try that method. Parchment paper and throw a spatula on top of that way weighs it down a little bit. Nah, I'm a chef. I'm gonna do it with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Battle scars. Yeah, I, I want. I want the scars. I want the. I like to feel the burn. Feel the burn. Yeah, oh. yeah. So today, mm-hmm. you've researched ban mi. Yeah, that's a really good pronunciation. Thank you. You've said it enough times to me that I've I've learned to correct myself from ba- <laughs> from ban mi to ban mi. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, huh. so I've never had it personally. You've never had it. I've never had it. It looks Boy. delicious. And it, it, from what I know, and you're going to describe, it's mm-hmm. probably right up my alley. So I honestly personally think Bun Me is perfect for anyone on the go. Okay. I'm trying to sell it. Like, I'm the marketing team for Bun <laughs> yeah. Me. It's for perfect on the go. If you want meat, there you go. You want, you want just veggies, there you go. Um, let me start off with the definition of what Bun Me is. Perfect. According to dictionary.com, it's a sandwich in Vietnamese cuisine consisting of a split baguette. Filled typically with meat, such as pork or chicken, pickled vegetables, such as carrot and daikon, and garnished with cilantro and often cucumbers. So for me, I don't like the the traditional way of it, of being uh, pork. It's like Vietnamese ham. Okay. Um, I like it with barbecue pork. Okay. It's a little sweeter. I usually do it without veggies, and it's just pork and mayo. In a in a baguette, I just like that simplistic taste meat, and meat. Meat and bread. Sounds I mean, delicious. As, as you saw her last week, yeah, I just love meat and bread. 
let me start with this question. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose this topic specifically? You, you talked about a little bit of it, about it last week, but uh-huh. let's, I want to hear it again. Uh, I chose banh mi because I feel like it's one of those dishes that really gets forgotten or just gets, you know, people throw carrots and daikon onto a sandwich and go, mm-hmm. there you go, it's a banh mi. Mm-hmm. But it's not truly what a banh mi is. It's more than just vegetables on a plate. and so Chopped up veggies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to pay, pay homage to that and really lean into my culture and learn a little bit about where that came from. Yeah. Um, I mean, banh mi is... You say it immediately, and most people know it's a Vietnamese dish, or mm-hmm. at least an Asian dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a sandwich, and so it's almost synonymous with, like, pho. Okay. Everyone knows that's Vietnamese yeah. cuisine. Yeah, They know uh, Vietnamese iced coffee. It's all those dishes that everyone knows. And But I wanted to give this a little more highlight, a little more, like, oomph, so everyone knows really what traditionally goes into a banh mi and where it really came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, also... Every once in a while, I will crave a bun mi the way it traditionally comes with, like, the sliced ham, pate, uh, mayo. I throw on the, the cilantro, the pickled daikon, pickled carrots, and jalapeno. Boy, oh, it's like... Yeah, that sounds good. It's it's crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Yeah, are you toasting the bread? The bread's already toasted, bro. Mm. It's so good. Mm. And, and it's, Dude, baguettes are, like, delicious, too. It is so good, and I love it because it's... You get like that heavy meat yeah. flavor that's really salty, and you get yeah. the pate, which even adds another layer of like salt. salt. Yeah, yeah. But then you get that pickled daikon carrot, and it bursts of like acidity, and the yeah. burst of freshness from the cilantro really balances everything out. I mean, yeah, the freshness, right? Yeah. Cutting the flavor. Pate it, is, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, is ground meat, usually from pork or poultry. Or fish or beef. Thank you for bringing that. I forgot to. I forgot to mention what pate. Was. No, I, I was. I just looked it up because I. I mean, I. I've, I know it. I know what it looks like, but you never really. I never really thought about yeah. what it. What it. What it's made from. It's a. Uh, it's either you hate or to love it. It's. It's. You immediately you'll know whether you hate it or love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks be- like a, a tuna. It looks like tuna. Doesn't taste like tuna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, and it's. Uh, some people may say it's like a bit of a metallic taste, hmm. but it's. I'm, for me, it's because it's what I grew up with. It was almost like a butter for me. I wonder why. Like, I mean, you're probably getting into it, but why? Why did they add that as another layer for a banh mi? Oh, I will get into that. Actually, it's a good, good transition um, for for later here. Okay. Um, banh mi. It's translated simply as just wheat. Bun is uh, known as like you know just pastry. It's a typical word for like pastry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mei is the wheat. So put together, it's just a, a pastry wheat. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it really, as most dishes do uh, of a, a country of origin, it ranges in differences of the north, the south, the central mm-hmm. of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The northern style tends to be heavier with meat and less vegetables. So it's not the traditional banh mi that we all know that, you know, with the pickled daikons, the cilantro, the freshness that comes with it. It's actually. Um, just no herbs, no veggies, just meat and pork floss. I feel like I would more like that. I'm more of a, I don't, I'm not a big veggie guy, so I would really, I, I like, I like my You can meat. try both variations yeah. and you, you'll let me know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still honestly, in my opinion, really good. It, yeah. The pork, I don't know if you, if you had pork floss or not. It sounds disgusting. Never but had it, It's no. so good. It's like a chewy, meaty, kind of uh, stringy. Ooh. Uh, texture 
and it comes with like soy sauce there's pate in it still and the baguette is still lightly um toasted so it's crunchy on the outside still but like soft on the inside Ooh. it's usually uh soy sauce and pate and meat oh so good i oh, man i want to have some right now i'm getting hungry thinking about it right now too <laughs> And the southern style is typically what everyone knows is uh, what banh mi is. It's got the cilantro, got the herbs, got the veggies, um, cucumbers, radishes, and uh, something called cha, which is Vietnamese ham. Ooh. And it's really bright. It It's a good breakfast food uh, for on the go as well. It's really good. Where is your family from, may I ask? You can ask, and I can't tell you because I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I, Never mind. Once I ask my family that, I can tell you. <laughs> but I, I really don't know which, uh, unfortunately, I don't know which regions my yeah, family yeah, comes yeah. from. It's interesting, like, same with lasagna, how the same country, right? I mean, even in America, yeah. like, the different variations of one dish. And, and it, like right? you, I think you mentioned the last week, it just becomes a, a question of, like, availability of products. Yes. Because yeah. the North doesn't really have the vegetation to yeah for for that and the herbs aren't just there yeah in, in the south they, they had that and so uh, but me it's quick and affordable meal honestly like i had told you it's when i i traditionally for for me you go to like garden grove uh westminster yeah it's buy two but me for one damn it's two buy two get one free it's so it's quick it's easy it's affordable yeah, like you said, it's on the go. Uh, I wonder if it serves that purpose in Vietnam. Yes, it does. It does? Oh, it wow. does. It's typically eaten for breakfast or even as a snack. Oh, uh, wow. I mean, I know my family, we used to go to Vegas almost every year. And before we drove out to Vegas, we'd stop by at a, a, a store, fill up on our bun mei, fill up Vietnamese iced coffee, and just hit the road. <laughs> and on the road, we just eat that. It was... No stopping at McDonald's. No stopping at Wendy's. You know what's funny is like I, I wonder if that's a, a, an ethnic thing because my mom did. We did the same thing, right? We would go on plane ride, like plane rides to New Jersey or whatever, yeah. and like instead of like getting McDonald's or or Burger King, we my mom would make like mozzarella tomato sandwiches, mortadella sandwiches, and like we think it might be. we just would pack like a, a crap ton of sandwiches, uh-huh. and like we'd be the people like unwrapping tin foil in the plane. Oh yeah, and like smelling up the whole place. Gr- growing up, I used to be embarrassed about that to be honest. Yeah, because same. it was like. Uh, you know that those flavors weren't welcome, or like yes. because we were different. Yeah. Now I'm a, growing up. I'm like, fuck that, man. This is delicious. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, missing yeah. out if you're hating on this. It's true. It's, it's it's something I like. I've grown to like really appreciate. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's really also like if you think about it, I would pay two for one sandwiches. I don't need to pay McDonald's no, like no, six bucks for a measly old sandwich. This one will sustain me for a while. It's true, and, and it's sort of healthy. Er. I wouldn't say sort of healthier, but I, I think it is a healthier alternative yeah, to yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Big Mac. Yeah. Um, plus, it, uh, my my grandma really was never a big fan of like American fast food anyway, so it's kind of how we we enjoyed it. Yeah. That's interesting that she wasn't. You know why she wasn't? No, she's. I feel like I feel like a lot like the, of it, she doesn't like the salty. It's too salty. American food is too salty yes, for her. Yes, of course. But I feel like a lot of like uh, immigrants or. Or, like, my dad, for example, always tells me that, like, when he came from Italy, mm-hmm. uh, he was super into, like, Chef Boyardee, like, out of the can. He would eat that? Yeah. And it was, like, because it was, like, a delicacy really? for them. Like, mm. uh, obviously, it doesn't taste good, but it was, like, the the idea of, like... Home. The, yeah, this, this thing that my mom makes fresh is just in a can. And, like, I think that, that's what, you know... The accessibility yeah. and just the availability of it and yeah. not having to, like... 
not having the time probably yeah. to cook it. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like growing up, we didn't have. The, I mean, yeah, we didn't have those things in the store. You didn't. You couldn't go to like Ralph's or like yeah. Pavilions to go get a bun me sandwich. You'd be <laughs> laughed at. You'd yeah, be like, "What yeah, the yeah. fuck is this?" Yeah. I mean, nowadays you probably can. You probably can find Asian under, under the Asian food aisle, which is still ridiculous. But you know. It's better than not having anything, I guess. Yeah. We'll st- we're still fighting for it. <laughs> um, so, the history of Bunmei. Me not being a fan of fusion food, and you guys will hear this about it a lot, Bunmei is actually a big fusion food. It's like the original fusion yeah. food. It's actually a product of colonialism. Um, okay. It's a blending of two cultures of the French and the Vietnamese. And so, where did this come from? Well, France, at the time, invaded Vietnam to drop some context. Why did they invade Vietnam? <laughs> well, at the time, it was there was two missionaries in the country of Vietnam trying to spread the, the word of Christianity or Catholicism. I don't know uh, which one of the two. I think, probably, mm, probably Catholicism, right? Yeah, France. I mean, I know, I know in the Vietnamese culture, there's two sects. Yeah. There's Buddhism or Catholicism. Yeah. Maybe there's Christianity. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too familiar with that. But anyways, there are missionaries in Vietnam. The ruler in Vietnam at the time was not a fan and had those two missionaries killed. The ruler in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. I mean, probably not the right way to go about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that gave France an opportunity going, you know what? We're going to avenge the death of those two missionaries. And yeah. now we're going to invade Vietnam. And that's how they came to occupy Vietnam. And, and colonized it. Yeah, yeah, and colonized it. Yeah, um, and you know, it, it was just you know a guise for spreading capitalism. Uh, this happened between 1857 to 1954, so almost a hundred years. Jesus, under the French rule that we were under, and at that time, uh, the European diet was much much different from the Asian diet. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, there were no coffee there was no milk there's no uh deli meats in vietnam at the time so to satisfy the european diets they would have these imported uh and this is how we kind of was introducing crops and different livestock to vietnam yeah wheat was not available and so it was imported over to vietnam and so only the rich could afford these quote-unquote delicacies of coffee milk deli meats bread um and so only the rich it was looked upon as like a delicacy like how we look at caviar yeah it was like oh man it's so attainable it's so close i can i can i want to try it and i need to try because i want to be royalty um and so they were able to like use use food as like a a way to oh oh yeah (laughs) oppress uh, oppress the in in a sense oppress or in a sense of like uh other Create a, yeah, create a sense of other superiority. Yeah, uh, um, kind of jumps into the next topic here. Of like, it came up the, the I don't know what the correct term is, but for me, it's like racist science of us versus them. Like, our diet is so much more superior than your diet. Mm-hmm. That's why we're big and strong. We're able to rule you guys. Eugenics, eugenics it, is that eugenics? I think so. Yeah, I, something I, I, like I, that. That's it's the racist something along thing. those lines. Yeah, it's because so the a common phrase at the time, and it was backed by centuries of like pseudoscience which suggested that rice centric diets of southeast asia made it made its people somehow you know predisposed to 
subjugation. Like the re you're eating so much rice, you're gonna fall under our rule. Which <laughs> speaking not, uh, out loud, it's kind of ridiculous, yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean, back then, you're, you have two different cultures clashing, and you know, obviously one had guns and germs and like the superiority yeah. of like control yeah, of, of everything. the food of everything yeah and so the, the adage of the time was bread and meat make us strong rice and fish keep them weak yeah which is kind of fucking bananas it is and it like it i would much rather have some rice rice and fish honestly now i eat rice <laughs> almost way too much yeah yeah do you have a rice cooker at home i oh god people are gonna hate me on this I don't. Yeah. I one. Well, one, I we don't have room. Yeah, we don't have room either. So I, I cook one. it. I cook it in a pot. And yeah. Not, so do we. Yeah. I wish I could have a rice cooker. Yeah, me too. I mean, growing up, I did, and that's how you knew you were in the kitchen. I mean, Joe Coy had a bit about this. That's how you knew where the kitchen was. Coming down at night, there's always a red light on <laughs> because the rice cooker was always on, and there's always rice in there. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. I used to, my friend Alex's house. He's also Vietnamese. We'd go to his house and he would always have rice. Oh yeah, no, always, it's always, it's always on, there on hand. It's and like it's I I'm shocked at how much rice I eat. It's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. It's funny. Growing up, I would only have white rice with soy sauce. Isn't that embarrassing? That's not embarrassing. I call that a struggle meal, man. Yeah. White, no, white rice. like I would go to like you know whatever Asian restaurant we would go to, and I would specifically order just like white rice with soy sauce. Only. Oh, now I'm, now I'm a little insulted. Yeah, There's it was so really the possibilities, man. Yeah. You went to a restaurant. Yeah, that, for me, like that was a, that was a home. They must have been like this idiot. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. Uh, and the French jumped back into it. Uh, they would kind of slather their bread in butter and pate, which thinking about it that's kind of excessive butter yeah. and pate come on man yeah, yeah although oh so they brought pate yes okay that that's a a european delicacy okay. that they brought over um and it wasn't until about world war one that the vietnamese diet started to change because of the availability of it um there was a warehouse of two german exporters that were seized by french troops and those warehouses were full of like food okay wheat dairy deli meats what have you and so that started being introduced into the uh the markets in saigon so it's the demand of it was high but the supply was high as well so prices were low mm -hmm. um you know simple economics yeah yeah <laughs> big economic guys here yeah and so the vietnamese could actually have the same diet as the as the french at a, a cheaper cost because kind of like similar to the economy now uh, using going back to caviar as our example caviar now is being able we're able to farm it at a much cheaper cost and so the availability of it is actually much higher and so millennials like us are able to afford it at a cheaper cost than the way it was looked at before really yeah so now people are doing things known as uh <laughs> caviar bumps oh that's what i've been seeing I didn't know it was affordable. I haven't yeah, gotten it's, any. It's, it's uh, much more affordable. Oh now. wow! Compared, to, well, I mean, compared to where it what was, it was back in the it day, it was compared back in the day. So yeah, now we're able to afford it, and we're you know living our lives while everything else is burning around us. <laughs> and uh, so, it wasn't until you know people were able to enjoy the same diets and enjoy the same foods as the French because you know you're like oh now we're eating like the hoity-toity. You know, Europeans were able to live their lifestyle, and they they weren't pretty happy. They weren't happy about that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. They're they're now now you're having equal footing 
in in their eyes, and it's kind of correct. Would piss off those yeah. oppressors, probably. Yeah, but I mean, with even with the fall of um, of the, the having the market flood with those items, it wasn't until like 1975 that the button made was introduced to the world. Um, as like a collective, like a like a yeah, like, succinct like item. Before 1975, button did not exist. Okay, like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you think about it, that's actually. Pretty, it's a pretty new invention. Yeah, it's very new. It's a pretty new cultural invention to, for the world. Um, and so I try to look it up, and it's really hard to find anything about it. Yeah, like the, the creators and all that yeah, stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's hard to get their names down and where it came from. Um, what I was able to gather was it was created in 1954 by a couple as Mr. and Mrs. Lay. Okay. I don't have their first names. <laughs> just, the, just the last names. Oh, they man. just have their last name. And it's annoying because Lei is a very common yeah, Vietnamese last say, name. Yeah, must be. Wow. Uh, but they still own a restaurant in Ho Chi Minh City. Okay, so a- there's there's something, there's some trace of it back to that. Yeah, a.k.a. Saigon. Wow. Um, I may get some flack on this, but uh, when Saigon fell in 1975... They renamed it to Ho Chi Minh City, but my family still calls it Saigon, and so I, to honor them, call it Saigon as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, hit me up if you guys disagree. <laughs> it's totally fine. So now it's called Ho Chi Minh. It's now. Do you know? Called, do you know why? Well, yeah, Ho Chi Minh kind of took over the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't renamed it. <laughs> Public school knowledge as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't pay attention I, that I week. can leave it in the notes or even tweet about it or thread about it, but I have the name of the, the Vietnamese restaurant that's still there. Oh, wow. Um, I unfortunately cannot go. pronounce it. I would love to. We should go. And so that's the history of Bun Mi. Interesting. It's, it's got some... It's it's still very new to the world and very... In terms of, like, you know, compared to, like, lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how has... Like it evolved from like 1975 to to now, present day. Surprisingly, not much. Yeah, it's still the same. Yeah, I it, mean, it's like a, a in, no, you know, not not to be offensive, but it's like a simple. Dish, oh, it's not offensive right? at all. It's, it's a really simple. It's yeah. like a it's like saying a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, it's not, there's you can do so much with it, but yeah. which is what's great about it, the variety that you can have with it. But what I where I start getting insulted is when you put like a French, you turn a French dip into a bun me, and you. Put a French dip. You put daikon and carrots in. It, you say, "Oh, look, it's a bun mi." Yeah, that's not a bun mi. The bread's off. You don't yeah. dip a bun mi sandwich in anything. It's oh, it, that's it, interesting. It's, I wonder when French dip dip came about. Oh, that probably another parts. I think it came out in L.A. Yeah, Philippe's. Oh, oh. <laughs> maybe Coles. Is that be serious? Oh yeah, no. Oh no, wow, I think those two came from. L- I think that French dip is an L.A. sandwich. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, I may be wrong. Maybe we can dive into it. <laughs> But bun mei is, you know, it's a sandwich that doesn't need to be dipped. It doesn't need to have cheese in it. It doesn't need to have, you know, a Philly cheesesteak in it. You can hear the passion coming out of me right now. Well, because I was, it's funny, I'm smiling because I, I was like thinking like, oh man, cheese added to it would be really good. Man, what's with you with cheese? Stop adding <laughs> cheese to everything. <laughs> so, sounds good to me. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. It would, it would ruin the integrity of the bun mei. Yeah. I mean... You could say bun me inspired. I, want, I uh, the thing is like stop putting di- daikon and carrots in it, and saying it's a bun me sandwich. It's not. Yeah. Um, are they pickled? Did you say that already? Yeah, they're okay. pickled. It, okay. it adds a nice. It cuts the the saltiness and richness of the the meats inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some fun facts here. In 2011, the Oxford Dictionary 
and in 2014, separately, the American Heritage Dictionary both coined the term "button mate" as official words in the English-speaking language. Ooh. So, it's like almost 10 years now. So, how the heck did we order it before that? I mean, it's still a word. It's not, <laughs> but now it's being officially recognized in the dictionary, which is cool. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's also like symbolic of the end of colonialism for, for Vietnam. Because yeah. It wasn't until the French left that we were able to, we had the sandwich created. It's cool that it's being, you know, recognized together as with pho and cafe soda, yeah. aka Vietnamese iced coffee. Um, it's now something I want to talk about with you is the culture like again I've already been ranting about this but like when other folks outside the culture capitalize on a dish like this yeah but when it's not respecting the history and not respecting its origins and charging people something ridiculous because it's not true for what it is and what I mean by that is you know a true in my growing up Garden Grove I was always nervous when I was eating button me outside because I was always scared, you know, just because I was being made fun of because it wasn't a typical sandwich mm-hmm. that people would have. Mm-hmm. And I would always like, oh, I'm just having a sandwich, not calling it button me. And it's a cheap dish. It's not very expensive. Mm-hmm. But when I get, you know, people who aren't Vietnamese who create a sandwich, I'm not saying you can't create a, san- a button me sandwich and not be Vietnamese. You can definitely do that. Yeah. But when you're starting to capitalize that and start charging like ridiculous amounts, amounts and, bucks. and not having you know respect for the culture having like a ribeye inside the sandwich and charging $12 yeah. $20 for a sandwich that's bunmi and it's like a tiny portion it's it's dis- it's disrespectful yeah it really I mean you're not understanding what a true bunmi sandwich is and you're just make, profiting off of my culture mm-hmm. and not really you know paying any respect to it mm-hmm I mean, it's a two double edged sword because I do appreciate having button me at different places and more readily available. Yeah. But when it's, you know, the ingredients aren't respected or even treated fully. Like, I recently had a button me sandwich like a few months ago and I was charged $16 for it and it came with a dip. And I was like, what's this? And yeah. He goes, oh, it's like you dip your button me sandwich into it. I'm like, dog, that's not a button me sandwich yeah. and it's $16. I appreciate there was herbs. I appreciate that was like fresh. I, the meat wasn't seasoned. Jesus. It was very like wow flavorless. Wow. I'm gonna step off my soapbox now. I'm no, that's you, I I'm mean gonna, I'm gonna let you talk. It's I think that's uh it's a important discussion to have right because you're you're having uh different um you know cultures different people capitalizing off of like others cultures right which cultural appropriation of it is yeah which like 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 you said like no we don't have an issue with you know no one has an issue with that you could create a dish you know in inspired dish or even the exact same dish but but stick to the roots or uh if like you said if you're going to give you that dish with dip don't call it a bond me but by me call it something else and say inspired by you know yes give, give homage to Correct, and I the and culture I, that you're you're taking it from. That's where I, I get really peeved with, because I'm like, it shouldn't cost like a double digit for one. Well, sandwich. that's and and that's like a whole other discussion about like pricing is like why like why are we paying this much for a dish that is just meat and bread? 
and yeah. obviously veggies. But yeah. like, like, is it, is it is the 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 price based off of like oh it's Vietnamese man it's it's like it's different ethnic it's yeah, ethnic, special right yeah. it's special or is it like like are you getting are you giving me a forty dollar steak in in my in my banh mi sandwich which you shouldn't <laughs> banh mi should not cost forty dollars yeah. you shouldn't have a forty dollar steak that's yeah the thing, so. yeah um let us know what you guys think in our threads in our in our Instagram DMs or our email here other examples of it too I would I would love to learn other examples that people have seen where this is happening or, oh, or that's has happened. One. Yeah. I would love to see that. I mean, right. And I, again, we're not, again, we're not criticizing people who are making these dishes. It's no, just no, no. It's up. I appreciate having it out there, yeah. but also like understand what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, they should listen to this podcast. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Share with your friends. Share with your chefs. Yeah. Um, like learn, learn the background of a dish that you are inspired by or want to recreate. And then, you know, uh, appreciate that culture, and and appreciate the, mm-hmm. the 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 actual effort that it takes to make that dish. Correct. Not that it's hard. Not to make that's hard me. to make. Yeah. About me. I think I'm seeing this this cultural appropriation, if you will, uh, and pricing with tacos. But most oh my of it's God, most dude, of tacos. It's with, most of it's coming from. Oh my god! You just like blew my mind. Yeah. Why are they so expensive? It's and it's yeah, so tiny. And they're not like it's like not even. This is where this is where like the forty dollars steaks get come in. They get cut in there, and it's like you don't really, you're not developing any flavor. No, yeah, yeah. We can get that another topic here. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for thanks uh, for listening, explaining this delicious dish to me. I can't wait to have some. I know you brought me some. I did. We're gonna. We're gonna try some off camera. We'll put that on our. Here. We're gonna put it on our Instagram. It'll oh, be our first, our first vid. Oh, that'd be oh, fun. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, but thanks, Andrew, for yeah. uh, Ban Mi. Anything else you want to add? A quick summation of of Ban Mi. Yeah, for me, uh, Ban Mi is, you know, a blending of two cultures, French and Vietnamese. It came from, you know. Colonialism, it's a good and bad thing, as you can see, where we're combining the flavors. It is the marking the end of an era here of, you know, the French rule and the Vietnamese people. It's really cool. Um, And you can have it two different ways, northern style and southern style. The northern style having more meat, less veggies, and it's still delicious. Or you can have it the southern style with, you know, veggies, pickled daikons and... Uh, carrots with cilantro and jalapenos if you're like me and enjoy it uh that's about it man shout awesome. out shout out to uh my vietnamese culture shout out to bun mate jack Ali for the uh sandwich that marco's about to enjoy yeah, thank you so much can't wait to eat it yeah and as usual guys stay hungry mm-hmm.